Welcome to the J Crypto Audio Experience. First off, thanks for coming. Second off, I want to congratulate you for investing in the education of blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, decentralized finance, all those terms that when you first hear you go, what the hell does that mean? Blockchain is a technology shift, guys. Once in a lifetime opportunity. This is Malibu beachfront property, $1,000 per the acre. Now, to take advantage of it properly, you got to invest in that education. And that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. So let's learn together. All right. What is up, guys? This is Jay Crypto once again. And in today's video, I got some super exciting stuff for you from an update on Cardano to how DeFi is slowly but steadily killing local banks and <laughs> making enormous opportunities for entrepreneurs, as well as how JP Morgan, who has priced Bitcoin at $144,000 in the midterm down to twenty dollars to $35,000 and why, and some an update on El Salvador, jumpstarting their Bitcoin legal tenderization by airdropping $30 to every single adult citizen. So we're going to cover all this and more. Before I begin, guys, you can come to my channel. And I really like get into DeFi. I'm still learning. I'm still testing. I'm not going crazy with any of my investments because I'm still I'm still just trying to learn and use these products though I do invest so anything that I tell you guys about just you know keep that in mind because I am biased I'm not like our friend Tiki Tawara who you know sells his research and doesn't invest in anything except for Ethereum and Bitcoin but he's uh he's great and I got a cool little clip of an interview of him today as well with uh, BitBoy Ben. So let's get into it. So I'm not a financial advisor, guys. Don't take anything I say. And just remember that cryptocurrency tends to be a little risky. Yesterday, I covered a few, you know, a few points of views of how in the macro, Bitcoin looks very bullish. In the micro, it could be a little bearish. But we got some good stuff for you. And I think this will help any investor, whether you're an expert or a potential, you know, newbie but it's good stuff. So let's get right into it. So a lot of my friends ask me about Cardano. Now in this article, it's, uh, you know, just going into another update on Cardano. So let me read this to you because you're on the podcast. Another big Cardano ADA is the ticket. Deal is in the works in Africa. Cardano is in early stages with another government partnership, but which country is involved? The end of April saw Cardano developers input output global IOG announced significant partnership deals with the government of Ethiopia and Tanzania. So just remember Cardano is looking to partner with the African government and that's really what separates Cardano. Uh, Africa doesn't have any real competitors in blockchain other than Cardano the way that we see it. and. Charles Hoskinson's is aiming to be a Fortune 500 company. That's what he's going to position Cardano as. 
So just the ability to get a government on board is already making Cardano, which hasn't even launched its Alonzo Black or Smart Contracts just yet, uh, seemingly a huge competitor for Ethereum. So let's keep reading. But according to IOG's director of African operations, John O'Connor, another significant deal is in the works. The focus of the Tanzania deal is to build scalable infrastructure in conjunction with World Mobile. Although O'Connor is keeping quiet on the specifics of the new deal, he did let slip that it relates to payments and open finance. So just building these infrastructures in, in Africa and in Tanzania and uh, in, in, other, in other parts of the world, other countries with other governments, it's, it's quite a bullish sign for anybody looking at Cardano. I like Cardano for three reasons, and I tell all my friends and family this or people on my channel that ask me about it. Number one, you do see them position themselves as a government-friendly blockchain, as a third-world country uh, helper in using blockchain technology to give economic quality to third-world countries. And there's a huge demand for that. There's a huge need for that. And I like them a lot because of their, their, they're not positioning themselves as the rogue blockchain, make it, break it, make it, break it. They're positioning themselves as, hey, we want to actually work with governments that need our help. And that's very interesting, especially because they're not just trying to do business with governments like our friends over at uh, Ripple. <laughs> but they're actually doing something with governments to help the people of governments and make those governments more wealthy. And I think Africa already, I mean, we already have seen countries that don't have current infrastructures just able to advance so much further and faster than countries that have to continue to rip down and, and build up. I do think Africa will be the will be one of the, if not, it could surpass both America and China. It really could, in my mind, over time. It really could. It could be the number one country in the world in terms of innovation and um, hopefully capitalism and things of that nature. So we're going to have to keep our tabs on it. Uh, all, an additional 1 million users coming on board the Cardano network, potentially. Earlier this month, O'Connor tweeted about bringing on board an additional 1 million users to Cardano's ecosystem. So that's the potential that this deal really offers. And what's that good for? It's good for the people being brought on board, but it's also good for you if you own Cardano or you stake Cardano on your URI or Deadless and whatnot. Here's another cool article that I just wanted to foreshadow. I think this easily could happen. Cardano in El Salvador, potentially. Charles Hoskinson planning state visit to gauge country's crypto ambitions. Cardano founder and IOHK CEO Charles Hoskinson is interested in bringing Cardano 88 to El Salvador, guys. On the heels of El Salvador's move to embrace Bitcoin as legal tender, Hoskinson is making an effort to bring the smart contract platform to the nation as well. 
Hoskinson says he's applied for a state visit to El Salvador to discuss the possibility of forming ties between Cardano and the Central American nation. This is the second real reason why I like Cardano because of the CEO. You have Charles Hoskinson and he is looking at how he's positioning Cardano and saying, you know what? We just got this news about El Salvador wanting to bring Bitcoin to their country as legal tender in an effort to bring you know, greater financial prosperity to those that are economically underprivileged in that country. So I'm on board with that mission. Wouldn't it be great if we teamed up and I go meet President El Salvador and we actually see if we can do something with Cardano? I mean, that's just another reason. And then the third reason why, because I know I, I didn't say, the third reason why I, I love Cardano and I invest in Cardano and it's great uh, crypto project in my mind, long term, of course, uh, financial advisor, is because they're, unlike Ethereum, they're offering uh, pretty much every single code imaginable to develop it. Right now, Ethereum, I believe, runs on Solidity. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the only code that they use on Ethereum. So, though that could be updated, I guess. And I'm not a developer, so that's out of my realm of expertise. But on a fundamental level, the fact that they haven't launched smart contracts, the fact that they have such a strong community, and the fact that they position themselves so well, and the fact that they have a CEO, so maybe there's like four or five reasons, really. But also the fact that they're going to be opening up uh, smart contracts and blockchain to the entire developer ecosystem in the entire world is super interesting to me. Moving on. Better, faster, cheaper, how DeFi will kill the retail bank. The battle of global consumer deposits is going to be the fight of the century. But to vanquish old-fashioned banks, the DeFi sector needs to up its game. Make no mistake, this will be the fight of the century. It will change the shape of the world more fundamentally than the internet has already. The internet was about information. DeFi is about capital. And as we know, money is power. That is not always the fault of the bank. Cons- or, excuse me, guys. Um, this this is very interesting. Let me just jump in here. So I just want to point out that this could be a slow process. And the only reason why the DeFi sector needs to up its game is really due to the fact that it's just so new. Um, you know, it's just so new, guys. But anyways, consume. Okay, so basically what it's saying in this article is that uh, today most people either hate or are indifferent to their bank. That is probably because they fine you for tiny mistakes, keep you on the phone for hours, give you the worst interest rates imaginable and provide you with a user experience that borders on hostile. Well, fair enough. That is not always the fault of the bank though. Guys, you have to remember. Consumer regulation and controls have been mounting to the point that compliance is often one of the biggest cost centers for all retail banks. That's why these banks are going to get killed. It's because they spend so much for compliance. Such institutions cannot innovate because they are built to resist change, not to embrace it. These banks are literally, the way that they're built is to resist change. It's not to be flexible and adaptive. The banking system has been around for... You know, many decades, many decades, century even. And that 
industry hasn't been disrupted yet. So just like something like uh, Netflix and uh, Blockbuster, we could see, we are seeing, I know for a fact we're seeing, happening with retail banks. Decentralized finance has flipped the model on its head. It is not that DeFi model is better, it's simply fundamentally different. Protocols such as Aave, Uniswap, and MakerDAO have the ability to directly control assets like USD coin, Ether, and wrapped Bitcoin, enabling the rise of financial products that can operate 24-7, 365 days a year with 100% uptime and zero stat. So instead of operating seven days a week, six to nine hours a day, and closed on Sundays, this infrastructure doesn't and needs overhead needs retail locations needs all these costs of capital for compliance DeFi takes all of that friction away for the end consumer that's why it's so ripe to be disrupted uh, decentralized finance also gives entrepreneurs an irresistible opportunity to truly compete in the world of global finance not only this DeFi lowers the switching cost for a consumer to almost zero I can move my capital from Aave to Compound to Uniswap in a matter of minutes with pre- with precisely zero paperwork. So it's it's also zero paperwork to move large funds. But I want to show you guys this because Dika Tuara, very smart individual. If you know him from Palm Beach Confidential, he has a newsletter that he sells for a really you know pretty high premium, and 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 he's he's got uh he's got some really great tips on there. Um, you know, people say that they've profited a lot from taking his advice, but he doesn't actually invest in any of the coins that he recommends. So the only two coins he's allowed to invest in is Ethereum and Bitcoin. And that's kind of cool because now you know that his reputation is online. He's not trying to manipulate the market or so he says, um, but I believe him. Who knows? I could be naive, but let's go. Just it wasn't people didn't come out and say we're, we're defunding anything to do with credit default swaps and you can never trade a credit default swap again and they crashed the entire global economy so so there's a couple of things that we need to take away from that so one is bitcoin has still managed to thrive in the face of more regulatory pressures so just so you know this question is about if the battle between banks and governments and Bitcoin. So Bitcoin versus banks and governments, because as we know, crypto disrupts two things. It disrupts voting and it disrupts monies. Okay. So the question that Ben is asking is what's preventing Bitcoin and banks and governments from going to complete war? And is that still a rational kind of thought? So Tiki's answering this in a three-part kind of dissection of why it's irrational to think that Bitcoin has any risk against these two parties. And external pressures than any other asset class I have ever seen in the history of my 30-year career, period. And the fact that it's continued to thrive in the face of that says a lot about this asset. Two, you've gone from a guy like uh, Jamie Dimon saying that this asset has no value to now his firm is offering Bitcoin as an investable asset to his end users. Think about that. Think about how far we've come. You've got Goldman Sachs doing the same, Morgan Stanley doing the same, Citigroup doing the same. So why is this important? What everybody needs to understand is that the way that the incentives of Bitcoin are created is that the network protects itself. 
And now that you have JP Morgan, Citibank, Morgan Stanley, uh, the OCC all on Bitcoin side, guess what? You now have all those lawyers on Bitcoin side. You now have all that lobbying on Bitcoin side. So you can hate on the central bank. You can hate on the big banks all you want, but they see the money to be made in Bitcoin. And so they're going to defend the network. Do you really think that Goldman Sachs is going to set up a trading desk and Morgan Stanley is going to recommend their clients buy Bitcoin and they're going to let any American regulatory agency cut off funding to Bitcoin? There's no, no way, yeah. right? We've crossed the Rubicon. So if anybody anybody is there sitting and they're thinking, oh my good Lord, this thing's down 50%. I got to get out now before they make this illegal. In 2017, I would say that was a rational train of thought mm -hmm. to have. In 2016, that was a rational train of thought to have. Heck, even until 2019, that was rational. But now in 2021, where we are now with the institutional rails that have already been built, created and approved by all the regulatory agencies in the United States, it's no longer rational to think like that. It's irrational to think that anybody is going to make an asset illegal that the world's biggest banks are now participating in. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, hmm. I think there's... What do you guys think? Have we truly crossed the Rubicon? as Tika has said we have. All right, guys. Well, next up, we have a article here that I found interesting, which is... Uh, so basically, I'll, I'll give you guys my thoughts after, but let's just read the article first. Institutions have no appetite for Bitcoin at this price level, JP Morgan says. JP Morgan does not expect a bull run for Bitcoin over the medium term based on the BTC to gold volatility ratio. So they're just using that metric and that metric is proving bearish over the medium term. As Bitcoin's BTC price failed to hold its breath above 35,000 on Thursday, JP Morgan expects an overall bearish movement below the critical price level based on the BTC to gold volatility ratio. In a note sent to investors on Wednesday, JP Morgan detailed its reason to see the fair value of Bitcoin between 23,000 and 35,000 over the medium term. The banking giant previously pictured a $140,000 roadmap if the biggest cryptocurrency matches gold's allocation and volatility profile. Uh, so JP Morgan, this was an interesting little piece too, and I agree with this, but let's let's check it out. JP Morgan also said that China's crackdown on mining operations would have a positive effect. A positive effect, guys. A positive impact. We've been saying this on my channel for a long time. A positive impact on Bitcoin over the medium term as it accelerates a shift away from China's high share in Bitcoin's hash rate, reducing concentration. I really, really, really hope that this continues to happen. I really hope that Bitcoin miners leave China for good. And the reason why is because I'm not from China. I think that the Chinese government is realizing or has realized all the, you know, all the time that when, when they, number one, what I believe would happen is when they, and somebody can fact check me on this, but when they say that Bitcoin mining is illegal and all companies owning Bitcoin have to sell or just take it off their balance sheet. 
I believe that creates a lot of wealth in the form of taxes for the Chinese government, especially in a bull market when, when prices are really high. Number two, I think that they realize the, the disruptive potential that Bitcoin has for uh, governments. So I think that they are trying to impede their own leverage over you know, their government, if you will. And I'm not saying what China does is, is good or bad. I'm just, I'm just trying to give you guys a viewpoint. So I think that this may be one of the last straws for big Bitcoin mining uh, companies in China. I could be wrong and some might always start up again, but I mean, Miami having a very large amount of renewable green energy accessible for Bitcoin miners to come to, I think could give, you know, Chinese mining companies some great potential and hopefully we bring more business into our country that way. But let's let's continue onward with a fun little piece before I let you guys go and then I'll post another video later on some altcoin news. But El Salvador to distribute $30 in Bitcoin to adult citizens. The Central American country's Bitcoin move has been applauded by the crypto community. It needs to convince its own citizens to participate. So every Salvadorian adult citizen who downloads the country's official wallet will receive a free $30 worth of Bitcoin. President Nahib Bukele announced uh, last night. The country's Bitcoin law will come into effect September 7th. If 4.5 million Salvadorian adults start using Bitcoin, it will represent a 2.5% growth in Bitcoin's global user base. In order to jumpstart Bitcoin adoption in Salvador, the government will distribute $30 worth of the asset to every adult citizen who downloads the official Bitcoin wallet app. What do you guys think? I think this is a nice little taste tester for the Salvadorian president. And I think he's pretty smart to only start with $30. Because the reality is, it might not be a huge cost of capital for the government to put like a $30 type of stimulus in the form of Bitcoin to its citizens. It gives the country a little bit more of wealth because that $30 of Bitcoin could easily appreciate or depreciate. It also, since it's a volatile asset, incentivizes the citizens to use that Bitcoin pretty quickly. I just think it's a smart move overall. And some people who don't use it, guess what? If they save it and Bitcoin continues to grow, that $30 is going to triple or quadruple and only in a matter of time. So it's interesting. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think. But that's what I got for you. This is Jay Crypto. If you like these videos I post, if you like learning about Bitcoin and learning fundamentals and news and then diving deep into DeFi, which is something I think my channel offers exclusively, I give you guys projects, I give you guys uh, little referral type deals, I give you guys little um, gems that I find in cryptocurrency. And then I also do follow people like Ralph Paul and Robert Kiyosaki are, are like very, very smart in terms of finance and economics type of people. And, and they also sometimes will talk about things like, you know, Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrency. So when they do, I try to cue you guys in. Um, also, whatever Mark Cuban is doing, because him and Gary Vaynerchuk are both uh, following the space 
they're like sharks in the water right now just looking at everything so i'm trying to stay up to date what the heck they they're doing um a lot of cool projects zillica and you know xcad coming up and a lot of cool stuff is happening i really do believe that so that being said this is jay crypto subscribe to the channel uh, i love you guys thanks so much and have a great rest of your week Thank you.